Things Nobody Told Me, the 98FM Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. 98. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nobody Told Me, 98FM's Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. Lauren, how's your week been? Yeah, good. I've been really excited because episode one has gone out. And I don't feel like calmer today. I feel like we were like trying to talk about everything in episode one. Yep. And uh, now it feels like we're here. We're established. Episode two, let's go. But yeah, in terms of everything like baby wise and stuff. Yeah, I'm good. I think. I don't know. Nothing like, surprising this week. Nothing too surprising. I was just saying to you before we came on air that my boobs are sore. What's that all about? Because your baby is now three months old. So at this stage, they should be as hard as. Yeah. Like I've know. been feeding, like really lucky to feed all along and haven't had any issues. But I definitely find now that he's getting more alert. And so he kind of moves around a bit more. He's getting stronger as well. Yeah. So apart from me, like being headbutted in the boob a few times, just. Yeah, he's kind of tugged a bit a few times. And, oh, like I've been, as I said, really, really lucky. And I kind of put away all the creams and the nipple compresses and everything thinking, listen, I'm in the clear now. It's all good. No, I have these little cooling gel pads that I used to wear in the hospital because like obviously in the beginning, your nipples don't know what's going on. And uh, they came out again last night just to cool them down. Like they yep. just feel, re- you know, when you have your period and your boobs are just really, really tender. That's what I'm like at the moment. It's so funny because... When it comes, like, you think, okay, I, I've got this, I, I've got it down pat now, I know what's going on, and then there's a little surprise. They change going, no. the goalposts yeah. all the time. <laughs> How's your week been? Oh, Lauren, I had um, my eldest turned eight, and she had a great idea for a party, a cinema party, right? It means two hours in a cinema, but we had 18 kids who were so well behaved, oh, it has to be said. people's kids, though. Yeah, a bit tough, but um, it was me and my husband looking after all 18 of them. What we've learnt from that is we definitely needed another adult in the building. Oh, yeah. But I, like, um, for my day job, I do a lot of interviews with stars and I go to the movies and stuff and then interview the stars afterwards. I was seeing stars of a different sort on Sunday because um, I was, I'd never done so many toilet runs in my life and I've learnt that, um, you know, when you do something like this, you're so stressed looking after everyone else's kids and making sure everyone else is okay that you forget about yourself. So I seated the kid and then I was running to my seat. And as I did that, I may have missed a step and I may have face planted right onto one of the stairs. I honestly thought I broke my nose and I got got back into the seat and um, one of the kids Did you do that thing where you just get up really quickly and pretend everything's fine? And thank God it was at the back of the cinema as well. But I got into the seat and one of the little ones turned around and went, Serena, what was that that really loud noise? I went, that was me. (laughs) He says, what happened? I went, I just fell. And then he was so sweet. He was like, are you okay? Yes, I am. Just keep watching the show. But like there were stars. My my eyes were welling up with tears. But, you know. Trying not to cry. And like there's nothing like the sting of banging your nose. No. So what I have learned is that while you're minding everybody else, you also need to be minding yourself. And things always happen when you're in a rush. And that's what happened. Like I was stressed about making sure everyone was okay and trying to get back to my seat to make sure the kids didn't start screaming and talking again. But look, a cinema party is a great idea because two hours, they're in there, they're watching the film, they provide you, depends on the cinema you go to, they provide you with kids trays for everybody. So there's food, and then after the cinema, see you later. Off you go. Amazing. Yeah. Um, just to flag a bit of kind of feedback from episode one. So we obviously launched this with like t- telling our stories of giving birth and what that was like for us. And we did say it at the end of episode one. But just to say again, we know how lucky we are that 
things were pretty straightforward for you and I because I know there's been a massive reaction and a few people have said it to me that, you know, a really well-known phone-in show did a massive feature about um, births, experiences that have not gone according to plan. And my brother actually said it to me. He was like, have you recorded episode one yet? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh my God, like I was going to say it to you, but I didn't want to upset you. And he goes, and I'm just so glad like listening to it that you've had your baby because things can go wrong. And I think just to say again from episode one, we were not saying, oh, listen, giving birth's amazing. No. We know how hard it can be for people. And and I think, but I think it is important to hear all sides of the story, because especially if you're about to go in and give birth, it is very frightening if you just hear about the really tough cases. Totally. Like I said to you from doing the radio show, like all I'd ever heard was horrific stories. I was ready for everything to go wrong, you know? And like I even had like, and I'm sure a lot of people do, you have that moment where you're like, what if I have the baby and it dies? You know, because that happens yeah. and, you know, you do, you hear horrific stories and that's why I think we wanted to tell two good stories as well because things can go well. Exactly. And actually talking about um, feedback, we do want feedback when it comes to this podcast. Yeah. So if you have anything you'd like us to talk to uh, talk about, you can email us nobodytoldme at 98fm.com and... This week, we've also set up a Twitter and an Instagram page. And they've both got the same handle. So if you just search at 98FM, nobody told me, you can find us on both Twitter and Instagram. Nobody told me with Lauren and Serena. This week, there was an article that grabbed my attention. Um, There's a radio show in Australia that I love, Husey and Kate, and their uh, spinner over there, Jack Lawrence, just had a baby girl. And he has been vocal about, you know, how tough it's been with this newborn in his life, and he's just written articles called I'm Too Traumatised by My Wife's Labour to Try for Another Baby. So, Lauren, having read that um, article, I texted you straight away and went, gosh, we need to hear the man's perspective of the labour room. Totally, because I do. I think, right, before we launch into, oh, my God, do you not know what she just had to go through and you're making this about you? I do think... It is important to talk about because I don't think men have ever experienced anything. Like, I think I mentioned last week, like I had a sweep the morning I was um, in to be induced and have the baby. And I know what a sweep is. I've ha- I'd had one the week before. I've had um, smears, all the rest. Like yep. I've had doctors up there. But like, and then also I mentioned when I had my waters broken as well. Like my husband did not think that was the nicest thing ever um, to put it mildly so look I just think that they don't know the half of it until they're in that room so we thought we'd bring in a new dad someone who's actually gone through this experience and before he even went into the labour room um, was telling us how nervous he was about it Nick Cave welcome to Nobody Told Me G'day guys, how's it going? Uh, thrilled to be here, thanks for having me on the pod. Uh, the, You're our the, first guest, Nick. The yep. ratio of uh, Aussies to Irish in here is uh, in my favour. So, <laughs> Well actually, do you know what, no, because my baby's here, he's asleep. Oh, so it's oh, a 50-50. Yes. 50-50. Okay. Phew, so but, glad um, I brought him. <laughs> but Nick, um, Nobody Told Me is the title of this podcast. Yep. You, Your baby is seven months old now? Yeah, well, almost seven months, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. By the way, almost seven months and has far less hair than Lauren's baby, I'm slightly concerned. <laughs> Is there hair envy going on? Definitely. Have you seen how much hair I have? I was shocked when he came out with no hair. I was Did he not have any hair on him? Oh, like a little bit of fluff. Very, very little fluff. <laughs> but I was really hoping that he would come out like with a full like mullet. 
we have a mullet situation going on, but I think it's all going to fall out. Both of us were born with hair, and it all fell out. Oh, like oh, like baby hair. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I reckon he's gonna he's gonna lose a bit of it. So don't worry, Nick. Um, okay. But before your wife went in to have your baby boy, I remember we were having a few conversations. I was like, nobody told me this, nobody told me that. What were you most freaked out about before going into the labour room? Honest. Okay. Honestly, you know me. You both know me. I'm like a super cruisy guy. I really just kind of go with the flow and, and ride the wave and let it unfold. But in the lead up to this, I was very much just going with the flow. But then as it got closer, I my biggest concern was not about um, preparing for myself or anything. Like a lot of people were like, bring a bag, bring this, bring a change of clothes, do this, do that. Right. And I kind of didn't really do any of that. I was like, ah, I'll be right. I'll figure it out. But my biggest concern was how am I going to comfort Caroline when she's in the amount of pain that we're anticipating? Like, I know that what we're about to go through is like, you obviously had never been through it before, but you, you've heard, I've heard, everyone knows that childbirth is like up there with the most painful thing you can go through. I love that he said up there, not the most impo- painful, <laughs> yeah. but it's up there. Oh, look, I'm sure I can think of, other, no, 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 no. Childbirth, I, I'd say, like, I can't think of I anything. think that's really sweet that your biggest concern yeah. was how will I comfort her? Because like, I think for a lot of men, it's like, is she going to shit herself? I mean, is they, they're, are they going to tear open her fanny? Oh, and look, I- those concerns were there. <laughs> I didn't know that was this kind of podcast. Oh, welcome to the party. All right, yeah. No, no, it, no. Those concerns with, and to be honest with you, I didn't want to make her self-conscious. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be like. Um, Are you going to shit yourself? Cross. I don't want to see the mucus plug. Like I didn't, I didn't want. To, Are you surprised that. that you even know what a mucus plug is now? Yeah, my cause... brother-in-law was uh, giving me a hard time before she went into labour. He was because he's the sort of guy. He went through it. He's been through it twice now, and he was very much like. Uh, GoPro on the head, right in there, in the doctor's way. Who are these men? And he was like, he was there for blood and guts, and he was like, wait till you see the mucus plug. And Caroline's very much like, no, stop, shut up. And and I'm like, no, tell me more about the plug. And... uh, So, like, there's all these things. and um, So, you yeah. men do have these conversations because we're of the belief that you don't talk. So, you do, you did go and seek out some advice from others. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't, okay, I didn't go looking for it, but the conversation <laughs> comes up when, obviously, your wife's pregnant and, and you know, we would have, like, Are you going to go down the goal end or, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I kind of said, look, let me just, I'm going to stay up the, the head end and hold your hand and be supportive and, and should I need to jump down the other end? I'm happy to do it, and let's ju- again, let's just w- ride the wave and, and see where it takes me. Wasn't it Robbie Williams that said it's like watching yep. your favourite pub burn down? And mm-hmm. was it? Absolutely. <laughs> it was a bloody crime scene. I'm not even like... My husband um, described it as he felt like he was in a battle scene. He'd just been to war. There was that much blood. He'd never expected that much blood. It was shocking. Can I say, right, I'm not proud of this, um, there was one moment where, and I, I won't get into the details, but... No, uh, do. do. Oh, details. Okay. All right. Let me give you, let me give you this part. I'm going to Tarantino you, right? I'm going <laughs> to tell you what I did and, and, and the, the moment I'm not proud of. And then let's go back to the start. Okay. So the moment is, uh, I start to see nothing but white and feel faint, right? Oh no. I rip my shirt off, scull a glass of water and sit down on a chair because I felt like I was about to pass out. One nurse looks at me and says... Get your shit together. Is he okay? <laughs> and I was like, don't worry about me. I'm fine. I'm fine. Another nurse looks over at me and says, get him out of here. <laughs> right? Okay. Why? Let's rewind back to the start. Why were you feeling like that? We'll find out. Okay, okay, okay. 
So uh, everything was fine. We're all, everything was on track. Everything was going normal. Uh, we got moved to the labor ward, which, by the way, I didn't know that there was two wards. I didn't know, like, you spent... You're in a holding pen yeah, for a while. You're yeah. very much just, like, waiting until it's time to go. And then once it's time to go, they move you into the to the labor ward or whatever it's called. And then it's, like, it's, it's game on. We're pushing, right? And so once we got there... Um, you were in our own room and Caroline by this stage is in a lot of pain and I'm very much like just trying to do what I can. And like I said, riding that wave. And, and it was one of those things where I'm trying my best to just comfort her. So everything that's going on around me, I'm just trying to ignore it. Right. Uh, in the next room, I heard what I can only describe as the exorcist being filmed. Right. Some woman I'm talking about like roaring. Like She was in the room next to me as well. Good Lord. <laughs> no, but this, this, I don't think this was normal, right? Because, uh, she, uh, I, I heard the roaring and I'm trying to like just talk to Caroline and just make sure she can't hear that. And she could she hear could it. Hear it. <laughs> but no, out of the, then out of nowhere, right? The roaring stops and I just hear this clip, right? <gasps> she fucking died, right? And they, so, oh my right, God. Yeah, so Is hang on. Okay? So now I'm there. Oh, death's on the cards, right? <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because no, no. I'm so horrified. No, because this is a fucking nightmare, right? <laughs> so so now I'm hearing this. I, I Let me just put you out of your misery because I don't want to wait till the yeah, end of the story. Yeah, no, we need to know. She ends up being okay. Oh, right? thank God. God. They, they ended up rushing her. So so our room just became vacant and I saw a million doctors running to her room. They ended up rushing her to emergency C-section. They, they fixed her. They took the baby out. Baby, mum, all fine, right? But, but I am not well. Okay, but let me tell you, I've just put you out of your misery I didn't find that out until my baby was born some 12 hours later when I asked the nurses, oh. right? Because I didn't want to be in front of Caroline. Here, you are next door. She, she she make, did she make it or what? Like, do you know what I mean? So I was very much just like, just, <laughs> just pretend it didn't happen. Keep going. Keep going. So how do you go, get through that, Nick? Because these are, the things, these are the things that nobody tells you, right? You you probably- I left... went from riding the wave to very much like, okay, we're, we're in business. I just have to- I have to put on the face and just like she she needs me to be strong is this before and, or after you went to faint oh no no I haven't fainted yet I haven't oh. got there yet right so <laughs> so this no but this is all it's so wet this is all building up to to me wanting to faint right okay. so this is the first layer on the cake is some woman next door carking it right but um, she's fine she's fine she's yeah. fine that's why we can <laughs> that's why we can joke about it right yep. okay so <laughs> Okay, then, so I've got that on my mind, right? Then the, uh, is it the anaesthetist, the, the, yeah. the guy comes in with the... With epidural, the yeah. Epidural, he comes in, right? He's 20 minutes late because they had to deal with your one next door, right? So so he comes in 20 minutes late. So I'm like, Jesus, would you help me? Because she's in a lot of pain. Caroline's in a lot of pain here. So they go in now with the, the epidural. He misses, right? <gasps> and pokes her in the back. And now she's bleeding from the back everywhere, right? And I'm like, good... Right, so he's trying so hard not to curse. <laughs> yeah, and so we finally get the epidural to, to go in, and uh, and so and and they start. They I didn't know this. I thought it was like an immediate numbness thing, yeah. but it's actually a drip that over time eventually kicks in. Yeah, and they had to do it really slowly for Caroline because uh, her blood pressure had raised, and so to and so to administer too much meant that um, I don't know it, it could have a, a negative effect or what, whatever the reason was they couldn't put more, and so and so we were like okay so the pain's just going to last longer now until this kicks in, and then eventually it did kick in, and, and that was like an hour later, and they were like well you're not dilated enough to push yet, so have a three hour nap, and by the time you wake up we might be right to go, um, and so we were like okay so so Caroline was like numb enough at this stage to have a nap. So I laid down on the concrete floor 
they gave me a pillow, which was very nice of them. And um, <laughs> I had a three-hour nap as well. Woke up and uh, we were ready to go, right? So the it was very like they'd actually set it up lovely. There was everything short of candles being in there. Like oh, they're the, so yeah. They were actually fantastic. The lights were dimmed. There was one nurse in there, and she was like really nice, talking us through everything, being super accommodating. Um, and then like everything was like like really calm and zen. And and she was like, okay, we're gonna start pushing. I was like, great, let's go. Um, in my head, it was like that was the up until that moment it hadn't registered that we were having a baby. I think it's like that for yeah. a lot of men. When yeah. she said, let's start pushing, I was like, oh God, I'm having a kid. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so and so she was like, everything was fine. And then I'm standing at the head and she says, come down and hold this leg and like, let's push together. And I was like, oh, geez, all right. So I'm like standing there, but I'm like looking at her face, making real eye contact. So I'm not looking Caroline's at Caroline's face and the midwife. No, no, Caroline's face. Okay. No, I'm staring the midwife in the eyes while my <laughs> <Sorry>. baby comes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Good question. Um, and so... And so, right, so so everything's going well. We're in a calm thing. Caroline's pushing between contractions, all that sort of thing. Then the really nice midwife uh, disappears and walks over to the computers. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, nothing. Just stay there, blah, blah, blah. She does something. All of a sudden, the calm room, right, goes from calm room mm -hmm. to medical like that. It was lights on, 10 nurses. I'm pushed out of the way. Coats. Bed's like a transformer. The fucking thing falls out underneath yeah. her and her legs go up like this, right? And I was like, what is happening? Okay, so let me just really quickly bring you back here, right? So I've heard someone die. Epidural was missed. Room went from oh, calm me. to medical in the space of three seconds. What's going on here? And, and she says to me, she goes, listen, cord's wrapped around the neck. We need to pull the baby out now. Right. So, so what should have been an hour of pushing was now going to be 30 seconds of salad tongs in your... Yeah. Pulling it out, right? Uh, what are they called? Forceps. Forceps. Right. Salad I like salad tongs. Yeah. Big salad old tongs. salad top, big old metallic things, right? So it was at that point where I was like, again, heard you one next door, seen the epidural, room's just gone crazy. And, and I'm told my baby's cords wrapped around his neck. Who knows if he's going to make it? We have to pull him out by the head with these salad tongs. And that's when all I saw yeah. was white. Ripped the shirt off because it was very hot all of a sudden. Scalded a glass of water. Don't know if it was mine or if it was water. <laughs> Let's hope it was water. Yeah. Can I ask, though, like, as this is happening, is any of this being explained to you? or you... Um, Kind of. But their, their priority is not to explain no, things. Not it's just to, me. to make the baby come out. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. to be honest, it probably was still probably like, okay, here's what's happening. But I was too, like... I don't know. I, I didn't really, I wasn't You're paying You're not taking it in, no. yeah. And also, and then, and that was it. So then they took me out of the room and I was literally gone for 30 seconds. Like they just took me out, gave me some, a cup of water and I was like, I need to get back into Caroline. And I was probably back there within 30 to 45 seconds. And in that 30 to 45 seconds, the baby was out. And so I walked back in and the baby was, they'd taken the baby over to the bed. Oh, so you like, actually missed him coming out? Yeah, spewing. Ah, oh. I know. Um, and uh, ah, but look, but was it just relief that he was out yeah. and yeah. Caroline was fine? Yeah, but then, like I said, as I walked in, it was like look down at Caroline as I'm walking past, and just yeah, <laughs> because of the forceps and having to rush to open her to get because to yeah. get to get the baby, and it was very much like, wow, I wonder if Caroline's going to hear this podcast and think, why did you tell everybody this story? <laughs> anyway, look, it's fine. But do you know what? It, it's actually this is why we wanted you here, right? Yeah. Because I I always said to what an experience. But I said to my husband, I would rather as painful as I childbirth know what you're is, say, and I agree. Yeah, 
I would rather be the one going through it because I know the pain I'm in. I can, I can do something about the situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, poor men. No, but I'm saying it is really tough when yep. you see your partner suffering. So you seeing all of that, how are you feeling during that? What, have you, what yeah, advice so, have you got for new fathers? So Jack, what you mentioned at the start of the podcast, Jack yep. from Husey and Kate, he's the panel op for those guys. And I can completely agree. In that moment, I literally leant over to Caroline and said, I will never make you do this again. (laughs) And literally a week later, I was like, ah, he needs a sibling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And how was Caroline? Sorry, Caroline is the hero of this story. Oh, she's unbelievable. And it's so true. Like, I know it's super cliche and everyone says it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. But you do. You get a new respect for your partner. And, And not only that, like, childbirth is one thing and fair play and... I probably couldn't have gone through that myself, and she's an absolute hero. Put all of that aside, right? Now, like, I look at her doing maternity leave, and she's at home um, 24-7, just her and a baby, and, like, her brain's not being stimulated because she's not at work, and she can't talk to anyone because it's just a baby. And I'm like, I actually feel more sorry for her now because... And and she puts on this face like, everything's fine, and I'll cook you dinner, and I'll wash your clothes, and and I'm like, I actually feel like... I feel horrible. Like I, I want to have a cry because I'm on maternity leave at the moment and I can totally understand. Oh, I, I, I imagine it's horrible. I, it's again, not. It's amazing. It's not horrible, but it, Sorry, it can be tough. I love it. Sorry, but let I me do rephrase. Feel it's hers. Yeah, yeah, let me rephrase. It would be an incredible experience because you're raising this child and you love this child, but at the same time, like it must be incredibly tough. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I like. It's lovely to hear a man because I do, and yeah. like, you know, and I think my husband gets it. You know, it is. A full-time job. It's 24-7. You cannot yeah. put the kid down or, like, walk away from them or anything. But, I, yeah. Tr- I, try to, I try to do things that show I appreciate. Like, I I got a Mariah Carey tickets yesterday. Oh. And last week I bought a Mrs. Hinch's book. She's obsessed with bloody Mrs. Hinch. But you also, um, like, this is your child as well, so you're also in there and doing the nitty-gritty. I do, I do and, help. And I help. Yeah. I tend to help more on the weekends in terms yeah. of, like, um, I'll get up with him in the morning and I'll put him down at night and I'll change all the nappies. I'll do the majority of stuff at the weekend. I help when I come home from work as well I kind of give her that but you know what like you've got to go out and earn a living and I I know a lot like everyone deals with it differently everyone does the night feeds or the changes and things differently it's whatever works for you and for your relationship because your relationship is still really important even though this baby Mm -hmm. is here and you know, I, I'm, we're kind of like you in that, like, he's working full time. So at the weekend, he, he helps out a lot more. But, like, you've got to get your sleep and get up and go and work, you yeah. know, every day yeah. and earn a living for to support your family. So I think sometimes new dads don't, or, you know, partners don't get the credit that they deserve because yeah. you're playing your part as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, keeping yeah, her happy. No. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, like, yeah, and 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 it probably from the outside, it probably looks like, geez, he's doing a lot as well in terms of like working and then coming home to help out, and then on the weekends, it probably looks like that. But from where I am, I don't see it as a lot of work. I see it as I'm trying to lift some of the load off her. Yeah, because it is it is tough. You're an amazing dad. Um, I, I I remember talking to you as I said before. Caroline was going into labour and there was this whole unknown, oh my gosh. And look, even if you you said you already want another sibling, even though you said (laughs) we're never doing it again. But, you know, that will be different as well. But you'll have had some sort of experience, right? Mm. You'll go in knowing. But what, what, um, I won't say advice, but what would you say to a father or a partner now who's going in to watch their partner 
give birth? How can they prepare? How can they look after themselves? Because it's very important to look after themselves too, but also be there for their partner during yeah, that. I would say, um, I would say it depends how you are as a person, but don't, I think I actually scared you, Serena, at the start, because you would always say like, are you prepared? Have you done this? And I always, always be very much like, ah, no, I'll just, who cares? And you were like, no, you need to prepare a bag. Like The bag was my biggest concern. Like I'm not a stress pot, yeah. right? But for me, packing that hospital bag for some reason, stressed me out, and I was more concerned about my husband having his yeah. bag as well because I didn't want to have to think. And obviously, I wouldn't have to, but I wanted to make sure he was well hydrated, well fed, and had See, the change so into nice, t-shirt. Yeah. No, no, it was not not oh, nice at all. It was so he didn't annoy you. Yeah, <laughs> and so like all the focus could be on me. Yeah. So I think it's just as important for the father or the partner to the other mother yeah. to have the hospital bag ready. For themselves as well. Yeah. Because it could be, as you said, it was 12 hours for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, tw- 12 hours we were in there for, but like, yeah, 12 hours earlier she went into labor, but they sent us home and then we came back the next day. But anyway, yeah, I would say, um, I would say, don't overthink it too much. Don't don't stress too much because there's so many ways that it can play out. It might be an incredibly easy, I've heard stories of it just popping out and then yep. everything's fine and off you go. I've heard also, obviously, my story, the CSA. Like, it can go so many ways. So don't overthink it. Just ride the wave. And I would say for that, like, period of um, whatever it is, 12 hours or however long that that um, that your missus is going through this process, just try to be as selfless as possible. doesn't matter how hungry or tired you are <laughs> or anything like that. Like, just try to comfort them as much as possible. Um, Nick, you're amazing. Wow, you I are. feel like really cheesy. Do you know Should what? Should I tell I'm, like a funny joke or something? I, feel, I think, <laughs> no, you had us laughing a few times. Um, <laughs> but I think it's probably really good as well for you to tell this story and to talk about it because yeah. I definitely felt that after my experience and even talking about it on last week's episode, just to, to retell the story is quite therapeutic as well because mm. there are probably bits and pieces that you haven't thought about since yeah so thank you for that no yes thank you. and how are you coping seven months later Great. how's it all yeah. going yeah yeah he's so good we had a friend come over last night who i haven't seen since the baby's been born and uh he 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 was so shocked at how how much of a happy baby he was like he even messaged me again this morning he was like geez such a happy baby so like that's good i guess it's good that he's he's doing well like he's eating he's growing he's getting oh, they get so big so fast don't yeah. they yeah yeah it's crazy um, Listen, you're keeping them alive, winning. Yeah, that, that, that's that is, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nick, thank you, and congratulations you to you and Caroline. You are amazing. Yeah, well done, you Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Nobody told me the 98 FM Parenting Podcast. Wow! Oh my God! Like so, so good to hear it from a dad's perspective because I do, I really do think they don't get enough credit for how difficult it is to watch a partner go through that. I know. You're the one doing the work and you're the one experiencing it. But I completely agree with you. I would way rather do it than watch it. Big time. And, you know, I've heard of these stories where I think it's lovely where, you know, they have quite a few people in the labour room and, you know, mum's there and dad's there and brother and sister and they're watching their child or uh, relative give birth. And I think as a, a relative, I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch someone I love... What's Go the through. story with that? Like the Kardashians do that, have all the family in. I wouldn't want loads of people there, would you? No, no. For me, it was enough just to yeah. have Brian. Like that was plenty. And come here, do you know when Nick mentioned about when it all got very medical? I remember one of the few antenatal classes I went to, this incredible midwife in the coom, Kathy, did these classes. And it was one thing I actually kind of explained to Alex before we went into it because I was so 
as I said, ready for anything to go, everything that could go wrong to go wrong. That Kathy did this ex- amazing example in one of the antenatal classes. She was like, right, I'm sitting here and I'm the patient and we're in the room and it's all going really well. And she grabbed one of the guys, one of the partners. She was like, you be my partner, Grant. And she was like, now, um, so the your midwife is there and she got someone else in the room to stand up and be the midwife. And then she goes, and now, like, let's say you know, everything goes well, it'll just be the three of us in the room. But she was like, if things start to go wrong, what'll happen is a consultant will come in and then she got someone else to stand up and then she goes, and then maybe a student doctor might come in and someone else stood up. And there was maybe about 15 of us in the in the class. And then she explained what would happen in an emergency situation being rushed to surgery. And she one by one was like, right, now you be the anaesthetist and you be um, another midwife and you be this person. And all of a sudden, all 15 of us were standing around her. And she went, this is how many people could be in the room in an emergency situation. And she said, everyone here has a job and everyone here is keeping it calm and doing what they do and they do it every day. But just to make you aware that it can very quickly go from you, your partner and your midwife to 15 people in the room. And it was a really good visual example of just, because as Nick said, all of a sudden, like, shit's got real. No one knows what's going on. And I think that's a really good way to think about it. That Everyone has a job, you know, but it must be so scary. Yeah, as I said, I'd rather go through, as painful as it is, I'd rather be the one going through it time and time again than being the one observing. Absolutely. Okay, let's let's oh. change gear a bit. Okay, yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, we always like to end the show with inappropriate comments that someone may have said. And Lauren's got some doozies. Lauren, what have you got this week? Okay, really quick, because he's starting to wake up. Um, right, gold this week. So yesterday, I was holding him, talking to a woman who I don't know, who literally just like met her in, just as I was leaving the gym. And she said, oh, your baby. And I said, yeah. And she goes, and have you another one on the way? (gasps) No, you dickhead. She did not. Oh, my God, Serena. I literally was like, deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. And I went, no, no, that's just the leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we do that? We always turn it into a joke uh, instead of going. She did try and backtrack, right? And be like, oh, how old is he? And I said, he's three months. And she goes, oh, sorry, now I did think he was older. And I was like, no, you didn't, you dickhead. And even if he he was four. Exactly. Don't Don't ask me. Don't. Have you another one on the way? Serena. Lauren. Lauren, do not be listening to her. (sighs) Anyway, listen. Don't ever, ever ask anyone. Ever. No. If they're pregnant. Ever. Even if they're crowning. I was going to say, even if they're crowning, I do not ask a woman. (laughs) Did you say that to me before? Yeah. Even that's where I got it. (laughs) We do not ask them if they are pregnant. Can I give you my inappropriate comment from... Oh, it was probably about a year ago. And um, I actually, this is a topic. I want to do um, a podcast about doctors. And some of the doctors I've encountered have been amazing. And then there's other doctors who, when you go in with a child, they treat you like you are thick and that you are a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hypochondriac. Hypochondriac, right? Usually you should always trust your gut. And if you don't like the way you're being treated by the doctor, go seek a medical yeah. opinion. But that really is an entire other podcast. But I went to see a doctor and he already rubbed me up the wrong way as soon as we walked in the door. He looked at my son who he had long hair, like we were growing his hair. And he turned around and said, um, oh, is this a baby girl? And I said, no. And that's okay because, you know, sometimes – and that's that was totally fine. I went, no, it's a boy. His name is, you know, whatever his name is. And he turned around and went, but why does he have long hair? Oh. I was like, none of your business. Did you say it? 
No. No. But I, I, we, no we, do you know what I did say? I did say. Want to. Exactly. Well, I think I, I'm going to from now on, but I, I, I said something like, oh, it's because we like it this way and he's not complaining. So, you know, boys, girls, they can be dressed and look however they want or parents want to dress them at this stage because really at 12 months old, the kids don't have a say. That comes later. Absolutely. Oh, just like people, stop passing remark. What's it called? Being past people, like stop being past remarkable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But listen, we want to know your inappropriate uh, comments and this week we finally have all our social handles set up so if you want to voice notice an inappropriate comment that someone has said to you you can do it on our instagram uh, the handle is at 98fm nobody told me voice notice there and we'll play it out on one of our other um on one of our next uh, podcasts we also have our twitter at 98fm nobody told me and lauren what's our email address Email address is nobody told me at 98fm.com. So if there's anything you want us to talk about or, or if you want to share your story, let us know. We would love to. Yeah, and it. even like obviously, like Serena beautifully said last week, this is just our truth that yeah. we're telling. So if you want to pick us up on things or be like, actually, that's what I found, this is how I found it, etc. All the feedback. We just want to hear it. Talking about feedback, <laughs> if you are enjoying what you're listening to, or even if you're not, we'd love for you to rate us and also subscribe because if you subscribe to the podcast, you will know when the next episode is available. Really, really enjoyed this week. Thank you so much, Serena. Thanks for listening. The sound of the city. Nobody told me. The 98FM Parenting Podcast.